2: i down on my knees in the dust I scream from the top of my lungs I found my way back to a higher ground Yeah, I just want to feel
3: alive Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren I
2: found my way back to a higher ground Yeah, I just want to feel alive Good evening, hello, and welcome to Higher Ground, Wednesday, the 18th of August. Uh, Chris Warren with you, and the Mad Russian is in the studio as well. We'll be here till about midnight, so uh, stick around for the ride. And uh, if you're up and about, uh, I know it's late, I know it's very, very late, but if you'd like to join the show, well, you are more than welcome, okay? More the merrier. You can even jump on the phone if you want to. The open line is still running. We We run it even this late at night, don't we, Rusky? Open That's line's there. Here. That's why we're here to answer your calls. 1300 01 1170. 01 Or if you'd like to jump on the text line, maybe it's a bit late and uh, maybe you've had a couple of bevies and you'd rather just um, type your thoughts out, you can do that via text. The text line 0457 736 736. Now, I'm going to be talking uh, later on this hour. Looking forward to it too. Um, to Matty Guyer, you remember Matty Guyer? The Melbourne Storm legend, really. He played for a decade or so there, won a premiership with the, with the Storm in just their second year in 1999. He's a really good fella. Uh, and you probably know his older brother more, Mark Guyer. Bigger name, bigger frame. Um, and Matty, well, he, he walked in Mark's shadow. But you know what? He made a real name for himself over a decade, played State of Origin as well. Um, and he'd be the first to say he wasn't gifted with, uh, you know, an enormous amount of, t- of, t- of natural talent or, or natural speed. Mind you, he had plenty of both. He was quick and talented. But he really forged his way and built he built his career out of just real graft and hard work. Aside from that, he's a really bloody good bloke and a mate of mine. And uh, we first met over in Perth way back in the, oh, 1994, 95 it would have been when the Western Reds came in. So he went on to forge a marvellous career at Melbourne Storm. These days he's up on the Gold Coast. He's a teacher, um, he's a footy coach as well. But his young bloke, Cole Geyer, um, is about to join Melbourne Storm. What about that? So, how the clock turns about to join the club that his own dad helped build in, in many ways. So I'm going to chat to Matty Guyer. Um, I don't know, what, 15, 20 minutes, half yeah. an hour or so? So stick around for that. Really look forward to that, which um, prompts me to uh, a topic if you'd like to get involved on the text line. Sons of guns in the NRL. There have been so many and are so many great footy players whose dads were also great footy players. Let's think aloud, Mad Russian. The Morris boys? Uh, Mitchell Pierce, I'm talking current. Um,
4: I can go back. Mark Gasnier.
2: Yes, there you go. Is your microphone on? Very quiet. A bit quiet too far away. I yeah. think that was come moment. in, come, come in closer. That's it. Yeah, beautiful. Um, who else? Who else? Current, come on. There's got to be loads of- The Syrian Boys. Syringham Boys. Uh, Sam Walker.
4: You're doing yeah. well. Kyle Flanagan. Kyle
2: Flanagan, yeah. Um, there's got to be loads. Cooper Johns. Jack Johns. There's got to be more. Probably are, and we're just not Let's sharp enough in. to think of them. But um, send them through. Sons of Guns. Um, and they don't have to be currently playing in the NRL. Mm. The greatest sons of Guns that have played or are still playing. So uh, let us know your thoughts. 0457 736 736. So look forward to uh, chatting to uh, Matty Guy a little bit later on. Been a couple of big announcements in terms of retirement as well. We'll look more closely at the uh, retirement of Alex Glenn, and he's announced that pretty much late this evening mm. um, that he's going to pull the pin at the end of this season, yeah?
4: Pete Paddell breaking the story uh, late tonight in the Courier-Mail. Um, basically mm. that Alex is going to call it quits. He's been muttering about it, Chris, for a little while since the rules have come in. Don't yes. really suit his game as well, and yeah. he's close to the end of the beginning. In the first place, so well he said. I, I read, I
2: read last weekend. I thought it was with Alex saying that physically he's feeling good as goal. Mm. But um, all right, so he's come to the decision. And well, look, it, you know, father time taps you on the shoulder mm. at some point, and most players want to go out um, at the top of their game and, and not be pushed out the door. So I, I guess you know, don't you? Um, You know, uh, and I was reading an article today about um, Justin Langer too, you know, about cricket when he decided, when he... Yeah. It just came to him one one day that he would stand down from from test cricket.
4: He's not an old man, Alex Glenn. He's only 33. No. only just turned 33 as well, so...
2: But he knows. He knows. And maybe the pace of the game is is just good. James Maloney, oh, my goodness, as he just continues to reinvent himself, (laughs) but he is finally... um, Called it a day. Well, at the end of this season, so he's hoping to uh, win a premiership with the Catalan Dragons. Mm. God, I remember when Catalan Dragons uh, only first came into the Super League. Um, sort of seems like yesterday, but they've been around for for quite some time, haven't they? The Catalan Dragons, and and they played a, a pretty big part in the well the burgeoning career coaching career of Trent Robinson too, and yeah. and others have have been with Catalan Dragons over there in a coaching capacity. Um, Trent comes to mind. Um, Mick Potter also. And there's another going back. Uh, Mick Potter was over there at Western Reds too uh, as a player too when when Matty Guyer was over there. Madge. Yes.
4: his coaching career over there.
2: Yes. um, With Wigan Warriors. Yeah. But but, um, did he also spend some time with Catalan's? Ooh. I don't Do not, think you did. don't think about no, that. no. you're talking too yeah, yeah. No, of I'm course, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll look more at that. Um, James Maloney and uh, and Alex Glenn officially announcing their retirements uh, in the past uh, in past twenty four hours. Uh, what else are we going to be talking about? Uh, Connor Watson. That was a bit strange, one, wasn't it? So he's turned his back on a contract extension at Newcastle, where I think they're offering three years, and instead has decided to return to the Sydney Roosters on a two year deal for less money.
1: Hmm.
4: Indictment
2: on the Knights? It's not a, not a good look, is it? Not a good look. Um, I think we'll hear from Connor a little bit later on. We'll replay that and, and also uh, from his coach. Um, well, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? I mean, okay, you go for less money, not a whole lot less, mm. um, but uh, a club that he believes probably is heading um, north quicker than his own club, mm. Maybe. Don't know. Or or there might be rumblings up there that we don't know about.
4: Two-year deal. You have to say... 300 a year, was it? Yeah.
2: Roosters... And he was offered 350.
4: At the Knights. Better chance of winning a premiership. I think that's fair to say. At Bondi, rather than... Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. although some would the say their the premiership moment. window is closing.
4: But say they do have a big year next year make a grand final, preliminary final. Yeah. Connor's a big part of that. The next contract offer may be a fair bit more than in the realms of yeah. 3 three He's got that He's only How Connor old's Watson. Connor
2: Watson? How old is he? He's not that old either. 25. Mid-20s. So 25, that's mid-20s. That's as close to mid-20s as you can get.
4: His next contract will be the peak of his career. Mm.
2: I say that sort of tongue-in-cheek to some people suggesting that Rooster's premiership window is... Closing, but you know what I mean. Uh, They've sort of had their their time in the sun, haven't they? They're
4: as close to a rebuilding phase, I think, as the Sydney Roosters ever go through.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just thinking, heads are allowed, thinking aloud. Well, I'm not thinking aloud because you're hearing me, so well, I am thinking aloud. Probably shouldn't do this when you're on live radio. But Newcastle, who have they got coming for next year? Uh, Top of my head, I can't think of. um, Yeah, uh, there's not a whole um, lot that
4: come to you straight away, are there?
2: No, 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 no. Where Finucan end up? No, he's gone to Cronulla. Yeah. Um, no, that's 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 the point. I'm drawing a blank in terms of their own rebuilding phase. Or Dane Gagai, yeah, headed up there. Doesn't t- doesn't push me off my chair. Uh, great player, and he's great Going back to Newcastle, but that's about um, it. Jack Johns, Mitchell Pearce Hill, has yeah. got one year to go, or is this his last year on his contract? I think it's got one more extended for one more. Yes, he's got one more year yes. up there. Um Kaelin Pong is best mates with Connor Watson. I don't know if that has a knock on effect at all.
4: It probably would.
2: Siafidi Boys, well they're still in their prime.
4: And re-signed Daniel, I'm just looking here, Daniel. Clemmer's, is six, so he's Yeah, they've just there. they've
2: re they both re-signed he, both the the, uh, the Twin Towers. Mm. Uh Clem, I don't know how long he's got left there, but he's in the you know, the back end of his career. Mm. Frizzell, he's got another three years there, I think. He's still going good. Bradman Best is on the rise. Sonari Tuala's solid player. Uh Heimel Hunt solid player. What's Kaelin,
4: What's the ceiling for a squad like that though? Without any additions? You're looking
2: hovering around pushing for yeah, eight each year?
4: Push, push, exactly. Mm. Maybe pushing a bit higher towards the top four, but the quality of sides in that discussion at the moment. You can't really see that squad reaching. Well, the those fact
2: sort that you, you, we both drew a blank in terms of any, yeah, any, s-
4: and it's taken us to go to uh, <laughs> the computer.
2: Well, you're on the computer, you yeah, know, but you're doing a really good you're job me. over there. No, you're doing a really good <laughs> job over there. Um, round twenty-three, hey, three rounds to go, and so much uh, still to play for as well. And um, um, if you're up this late and you're a West Tigers fan, I guess it's all about hope, isn't it? Same can be said for the Warriors and the Dragons and Cronulla Sharks. So you're all on 18 competition points. Is that correct? All on 18 competition points. Wow. Um, But there is still light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps. Newcastle on 22 in seventh position. You play the Bulldogs this weekend. It's a match you should win. You play the Titans. It's a match you probably should win. You play the Broncos. It's a match you should win. Okay, so you should end up on 28 points. Knights, you're in, okay? I've got you locked in. Titans you're on 20 competition points, you're eighth on the ladder. You play Storm this weekend, a match you should lose. You play the Knights. Well, I've just said I think the Knights will win, but that, you know, that'll be a tight one. Four-point game, that one for you and you play the Warriors, a match you should win. Let's give Titans four points. You're on 24 competition points. We've got the Knights on 28. This is our hypothetical. Mm. Knights on 28 in seventh. We've got Titans on 24 in eighth. Okay. And they are on minus 32. Let's have a look down there at ninth place Raiders. So 24 is the cutoff, Mad Russian. Mm. Raiders have got Manly this weekend, a match you might win, but probably will lose. Mm-hmm. Warriors, a match you should win. There's two. Roosters, a match you could win. You could win. Let's give the Raiders four points. Let's
1: be optimistic. Let's give the Raiders four
2: points. They're with the Titans on 24. And let's have a look at the Sharks. No, I'm sorry.
4: (laughs) I'm sorry. Very harsh.
2: Well, okay. Sharks are next in line. They're on 18, though. Okay. So we've just said the cutoff's 24.
4: If
2: we've just said the cutoff's 24. Yeah. Okay. Sharks are in 10th on 18. So they've got six points up for grabs to make it to 24. They've got the Tigers. They can win that. Broncos. They can win that. Last round of the season, they've got Melbourne Storm.
4: Who potentially rest players? You think? Absolutely, they rest players. Last game of the season.
2: You don't want to be you don't want to be rolling into up. the finals, flying. Okay, no. sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry. Sharks, Dragons, Stop. Warriors, West. Okay. <sniffs> All gone. Goodbye. Uh, I'm sorry. Text to you. I tried to find a way in.
4: Text to you, Matt from Gold Coast. Kevin and Billy Walters.
2: Yes. Very good. Yes. What about, what about, what about, what about, who am I thinking of? Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> You've narrowed it down there, Chris. <laughs> yeah, keep keep those texts coming in. Uh, Jason Hetherington, his son, there Kobe, at the moment. There you go. What about that? That's what I was Very thinking good. of. Very good. Talking of hookers.
4: Like Tim's beaten well, I mean,
2: uh, oh yeah. Well, I didn't see that. Well, the, Thank you, Tim, you the, tour to to the, That's him, the tour man. Tim, the Tourman's man's come in. Jason Hetherington, his son, Kobe. Kobe. Um, Hetherington father, son, you betcha. Also did hear Sean Garlick's young fella from Newtown signed with the storm. You are dead set, right? Tim, the tour man, you may well have heard that on here because I had Bronson Garlic on here, um, a week or two ago, uh, delighted that he's heading to, uh, the Melbourne storm. Um, Tyron Wishart as well. Oh, Rod's son. Yeah. Dragons to Melbourne storm. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to chat about Maddie. with. There's, yeah. that's, so there's father four sons. father-sons. At Melbourne. At Melbourne. My goodness. At Melbourne alone. You hear me? And we've got a, story, a theme going here, right?
4: Well, so Craig Bellamy looks like he's turning into a bit of a horse trainer, he's looking at the well, pedigree of the young men he's bringing down there at the moment.
2: Well, name eludes me again because it's late, right? Yeah. Um, Greg Brentnell's son is there, part of the coaching, assistant coach there right? too. Oh, does it? Yeah, he's been there for years. Does a really good job at Melbourne Storm. Really, really good job. Astute play. And he played too. Um, Tell know how many games he played. You'll find that out. Yeah, or or Tim Matulman Toolman will find that out.
4: Um, um, text here, Jacko from Jamaroo. Wayne and Mitchell Pierce
2: Said them. Did you say them? Yeah. Oh, said Mitchell. Come on, keep them coming. Who else?
4: Ted and Bryson Goodwin.
2: Thank you. Not just Bryson. Luke.
4: Luke. Yeah, absolutely. As well? Yep.
2: How many games did Luke play in the NRL? Keep that Google no, going. Keep, uh, keep no, that window be, open. You're me work hard. Keep that window open. Anyway, you get the drift. Get in touch with us. Um best sons of guns, either still playing in the NRL or previously have played in the NRL. So I look forward to having a chat with Matty Geyer very, very shortly. Stay tuned. Uh, We'll get him on the line, I don't know, 15 minutes or so. He's going to be good to go then. All right, you are listening to Higher Ground with me, Chris Warren. Um, Keep those texts coming in. 0457 736 736. If you want to jump on the open line, well, there will be space after this commercial break if you want to do that. one one 1170 Yes, good evening. It's coming up to 20 past 10 o'clock. Great to have your company. We're here until midday. Um, Not too far away, I'm going to chat to uh, Maddie Guy, old mate of mine, brother of Mark Guy, and his son will shortly be joining Melbourne Storm. Keep in mind that Maddie won a premiership with Melbourne Storm, foundation player way back in 1998. He joined them and won the premiership one year later. So we'll be chatting to Maddie shortly, which brings us to the topic of of sons of guns uh, playing in the NRL, currently playing or, or former. Um, NRL players. There are lots and lots and lots. And uh, keep those texts coming in. Uh, cheers, Bondi Jack as well, mate. I've got your text there. Um, we'll need a whole segment to go through that one, <laughs> yeah. but I like I like it. We will get to it. I promise you, we will um, keep them coming through. Uh, Eric Growth Guru and Eric Growth Junior, yes. Parramatta, who does a, a fair bit of work. He's got a regular segment, I think, with the boys on Drive, hasn't he? Semi-regular. When we get a hold Junior of him, Guru. been on crunch time. We'll get Guru for the weekend, Sunday. Yeah, we can do that. You're producing, I think, match day. Sunday?
4: Uh, yeah, quick in and
2: out. Yeah, in and out. Well, let's let's line him up. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Brett and Jack Hetherington. That's from the Tool Man. He knows yeah, his stuff, Tool Man, good. too. The Tool nice. Man. What's this other text I've got down here from Northern Beaches Eel? Northern Beaches Eel, it sounds like you might be a little bit early, like about uh, 48 hours early for koo Corner. <laughs> um, Josh Maguire has the best eyes ever. True. Never had a close look at Josh Maguire's eyes. Have you?
4: Mm-hmm. I can't say. Uh, usually, one of them's.
2: I know Rhys Walsh short. has got lovely eyes. Closed shut. Kalen's got lovely eyes.
4: I tell you what, Cooey Corner. You know, I tell support, you, who, living on the northern beaches and supporting the yields. I tell that's you, that's just madness.
2: Yes, well, <laughs> I did live at Parramatta or yeah. near Parramatta.
4: Yeah.
2: Mm. I lived on the northern meadow of Parramatta. Oh. North Mead. North North I now live on the northern beaches, but. I love where I grew up. We had a we had a ball out there. I tell you I'd what it build, is. Build a uh, building BMX tracks and lived on a bush and mm. cubby houses and mm, fishing for eels in the creek that almost ran through our backyard and slingshots and all that stuff. You can't do any of that stuff anymore.
4: No.
2: World's gone you, mad. It's
4: lovely places mm? to eat in Para and I always come back I'm to been, food but You do f- food mm. in Para. Some very Good. nice establishments. Melting
2: pot, isn't it? Mm. Melting okay. pot. Oh, of uh, the
4: multiculturalism and absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, I've, I've, I've been
2: through this. You love your food. So most of, well, no, not the majority, mm. 41% of my school were Lebanese. There you
4: go.
2: That's 40% Lebanese. About. Can you believe that? So this was back in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, it
4: can't be this 40%
2: period. Lebanese. So there's a big Lebanese contingent around Parramatta. Lovely people. Um, so I had to study compulsory one-year Arabic.
4: Is that right? Correct. Wow. That's... Didn't pay much attention. Oh
2: <laughs> no.
4: Wasn't your uh, forte.
2: No. languages. I didn't want to do. It. I don't like being told what I have to do. Yeah. What right. I have to. I, I'm never going to speak Arabic. I'm never. Am I? I don't think I'll ever travel to Lebanon. I'll oh. never need to. I'll never really need to. Although I've got a lot of Lebanese can't, friends.
4: Can't, can't I go anywhere near. They matter. all speak
2: English. So you're happy with it? So ba so That's about all I got Uh, Anyway I did do four years of French I don't mind French Because I did use that Because I've been to France Love France But I didn't need Arabic In getting into the Buying a token For the For the um, Eiffel Tower Bonjour ça va
4: Ah,
1: Oui Ah,
2: uh, me? Très bien. Et toi? Monsieur Mad Max. <laughs> pas mal, pas mal. Ah, <laughs> uh, oui, oui, oui. Très bien. Molto grazie. Oh, no, that's Italian, isn't it? <laughs> uh, yes. So where are we going with this? Uh, couple Sons more. of Guns. Sons of
4: Guns. Well, I was thinking our stable is of no, us. No no, 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 no,
2: no. Hang on, hang on. John and Scott Sattler. Thank you. Finchie's dad?
4: Finchie's dad. Robert and Brett Finch.
2: There you go. See? Head of the referees for a while. You Sons of Guns.
4: Me? I missed that one. Yes, Robert of
2: course. Finch. Yeah, Rob, Rob was. Yeah. Um, I was, a tell you where I was going, because I thought Northern Beach Eel had lost the plot, and he's yes. arrived a couple of days early for Cooey Cuckoo Corner with Vinci and Sugar. Yes. Because he's talking about Josh Maguire has the best eyes ever. Oh, he's his got history with gouging, was it? No, I don't want to cast dispersions. No, it wasn't him. Maguire. Was he? No, no, it wasn't. Oh Google that. Oh, I don't want to. No, I'll retract <laughs> that. St- no, allegedly today. no, I don't think. I think I might have got my wires crossed there. Okay. You you look at it though. But in terms of nice eyes, yeah, Reese Walsh, lovely eyes. Um nice eyes. Kalen Ponger, nice eyes. There's another one that's no longer playing, and he played for Parramatta and played, I think, with Canterbury as well. Daniel Mortimer. Do you remember him?
4: I do remember him. He Googled had a him. couple of terrific seasons. Daniel Mortimer. Daniel
2: Mortimer. Google him. He's got lovely blue eyes. Baby blue eyes. Gorgeous blue eyes. Google him. Have oh, a look. Oh, yes. You got him? Spot on. Yeah. And there the side go.
4: profile really
2: nice. brings it out. Show me your yeah. side profile. Side pro- That's good. Big nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Now. use um, so, No. I was saying other sons of guns. So, Mitchell yes. Pierce. Of course. Yeah. Wayne. Saying so Wayne. Yep. Yeah, um. Apollo Protocol, Apollo Wayne. <laughs> what was it called? Project Apollo. Project Apollo. Yeah. Head honcho Wayne.
4: Kevin and Jackson Hastings.
2: There you go. There He's you go. Jackson's on. coming back, isn't he? Is he going to West Tigers? Going to West is that Tigers done? next season? That's, That's
4: done. done. Signed.
2: Still delivered. Good young fella. Good mm-hmm. dad too.
4: John Will Hoppawati. There
2: you go. Dude, yeah. you're Both pulling these manly. out. Both manly. Well, it's not just alum. Will, is it? There? There's a couple of other Hoppawatis. Yes. I think. But those are the two ones doing.
4: Came through Manly.
2: Tough time at the moment, isn't he? Didn't he get busted? Will Hopewadi? No, the oh, other one. Oh,
4: John. Oh, the yes, the cousin.
2: Let's not go. anywhere. No, any no, no. That. Don't need to go there. Let's not go anywhere we shouldn't go. Um and uh, yeah. Um so yeah Mitchell Pierce. Keep them coming in. Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. It's almost half past ten. Mitchell Pierce though, obviously Wayne Pierce and uh, son of Gun. Uh, we were talking about Connor Watson, his decision to go back to former club. The Roosters, Mitchell Pearce's former club as well. Um, Why don't we have a listen to what Mitchell Pearce had to say on Connor Connor Watson's move back to Bondi, uh, where he was offered, though, a three-year deal at Newcastle, but he's decided to
1: take two years on the eastern suburbs. Me and Connor had a couple of good He's Obviously, my advice to him was just do what's best for you, mate. Obviously, it's disappointing. He's not going to be here. I think all the boys felt the same but, you know, I understand how the game works and it's it's about Connor doing what's best for him and uh Connor's a loyal, good guy, great teammate, great friend. So I know he would've made the decision with a lot of thought. So I'm sure that's what he you know, it's obviously what he what he wants to do and I wish him all the best. I'm sure he'll probably speak in the next couple of days or something. But um yeah, like I said, I can't speak highly enough of Connor as a mate and uh, as a teammate. So it's really disappointing he's not here but He's a good asset to any club, and obviously the Roosters have got great eye for talent, and they know what he brings, so they've obviously gone hard for him. And um, yeah, like I said, Connor's Connor would have put a lot of thought into it because he's a, you know, he's an all-in sort of bloke. So he's obviously it's, it's, kind of what, what, it's going to be what makes him happy, and I'm happy for him.
2: Well, there is Mitchell Pierce talking about Connor Watson, good mate, uh, both coming from uh, the Roosters, and uh, you, you can't begrudge him. But I do say it is a little bit peculiar when you've. You've turned your back on a longer deal for less money to go to Sydney Roosters. It might sound peculiar, but I guess, you know, you think that is the club where you, your style of play might be better suited. You might prefer the coach there, Trent Robinson. You might have something, a problem with the current coach that we don't know about. I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we're not privy to. Um, but Mitchell Pearce is uh, wishing Connor Watson mm-hmm. all the best. I'll hear from Connor shortly. Connor Watson, can I? Can you just Google Connor Watson? I want you to get a, um, a facial image of Connor Watson. Right this year, we're talking about guys with nice eyes. Now, Connor Watson, um, I don't know if you've seen like close up of him in terms of personal grooming this year. Now, where I'm all, where look, I'm looking very really shabby at the moment because I haven't been to the barber for a, a long time, but he's very particular on the, the grooming. Now, I'll I'll paint, yeah, draw your attention to oh, his, yes. okay. his moustache and his eyebrows, right? Mm. He's got eyebrows. If you Googled Luna Park. <laughs> Do you That's know more I'm
4: eyelashes, not? isn't it? Is it? Park.
2: Go, pick, Google Luna Park and get the get the the entrance to Luna Park. Okay. It's probably lips, but yes. I reckon it's got big eyebrows, sort of almost a rainbow type. Oh, no,
4: yeah, yeah, Is there yeah. a similarity? Yeah, yeah. Connor Watson see that, actually.
2: eyebrows and Luna Park entrance. Similarities? Almost, or drawing a bow.
4: Well, that might be, yeah. Uh, I might put that up because I
2: mm. post the podcast yeah. in the morning.
4: <laughs> um, so I might have Connor Watson mm. and the comparison with-
2: Are you the hearing Luna me? Park. So he's, yeah, he's got these eyebrows. handlebars, retro handlebar eyebrows. Yeah. Very I noticed bushy. when I was calling, yeah, really bushy. Not quite Tim Manor-esque. I've got bushies too. Look at mine going out of control. But Tim, I mean, Tim's got us all yeah, beat, exactly. hands down. Anyway, sorry. Um, let's go back to Newcastle. Um, Connor Watson, he spoke. Uh, I believe the coach was speaking as well. So this was um, would have been yesterday, almost yesterday afternoon. Let's go back and, and hear from, from Connor and his coach. I know that in the last day, there's sort of been some stuff about saying
3: that mine and Adam's relationship's a bit divided, which is um, is so far from the truth. Um, to be honest, like I, I see Adam as a really good mate of mine, and um, we were transparent through the whole thing. I told him about all these conversations I was having with with everyone. First person I had I sort of spoke to was Kalen, um, and and then. Uh, pretty much straight away spoke to Adam. About an hour later, I spoke to pretty much the leadership group. It's been the hardest decision I've ever,
1: had, I've ever had to make. Yeah, it's nonsense.
0: To his credit, he was the one that, I don't think he was up for media today, but he came and said, I need to put this to bed because it's not true. And, well, there's no truth to that. We're a tight playing group. We're really honest with each other, um, but it's not going to derail us. We're, we're in a, a position where we can do something with our season and I'm not going to let something like this derail this group. I think smart from him, really. It's, he, that's the coach that gave him
2: his debut. He's um, he's more than qualified to give advice. Adam O'Brien, then, so you know, deflecting the questions about any conflict or problems in the camp, um, saying that's definitely not the case, and not why Connor Watson is leaving. He bulked up this year too, Connor Watson. I think he was, I think he was going to be playing thirteen, and then well, things happen and. Mitchell Pearce was injured, Kurt Mann was moving around the place, and he sort of played more of a utility role, bit part mm. role, more of a specialist 14 rather than what he may have thought at the start of the year being a starting 13. I don't know if that had any to do with his decision to move. But anyway, look, a really good player. Mm. Um, really good player and, and wish him well, wish him well. Uh, Sons of Guns, that's what we're sort of talking about too. Um, and Matty Guy is... Well, we've tried his line. We'll try him again, and we'll get him on the line shortly. Uh, I'm talking Maddie Matty Geyer, and his son, Cole Geyer, will shortly be joining Melbourne Storm. There's a, quite a few. Sons of Guns will be on the books next year at Melbourne Storm, the likes of Wishart, mm. um, Sean Garlick, Sean Fella Bronson. Um, there's another. Oh, Cooper Johns already there. Mm. Anyway, so we're talking Sons of Guns, and uh, quite a few texts have come through as well. Um Now, there is a mother-son combination. Now, this is again from Tim the Toolman. He's He's one of our best best researchers, this bloke, right? The mother-son combo, right, is uh, Isaiah Papali plays for Parramatta. His mum played in the women's NRL, I'm sure. That's correct. And Tim says that, and I will not doubt anything... Tooley he says, her name though I don't have it. No, uh, spot on. But well, I read an article last weekend. Yeah, well, yeah,
4: and he's spot on. So Lorena Papalese played for the Lorena. Warriors. yes, yep. in the NRLW. How good is that? Represented New Zealand Rugby League and Samoa in rugby she, union.
2: So she, okay, I might have read that article last weekend. She was at the good game, job. I think, last weekend watching her son. Okay, I tell you what happened because of the bubble and all that stuff. I don't think they'd seen each other for quite some time. Oh, Absolutely. And I think she only recently came over. Could be wrong. Mm. Toolie had let, set us straight on that one. If we are wrong, uh, he is uh, he's our monitor. Mate, he's the best researcher on this yeah. program at the moment.
4: 25,
2: almost 25 to 11. Mm. And, and Toolman's still right across it. I appreciate that. Uh, Bondi Jack, I will get to yours. I do promise as well. Uh, Chris and Mad. Uh, Chris, when it comes to commentators, you're a son of a gun. I That's am. That's very true. Yeah, I am.
4: I did it did sneak into my mind, but I, I didn't. to put you under that. Yeah. No, I was talking footballers. Not yeah. I didn't want to put you on. Not the commentators, under the but did you ever feel like that? Did you ever want to follow Dad? Did you ever want to follow Rab? Follow Rabs? Never, never, no, not at all,
2: never. And isn't that funny? I tell you, yeah, no, it is. I tell you what. I, well, the story, right? I, I went to all the games with my dad. Yeah, and I was like a little little fella, and like I loved it every Saturday, every Sunday, or we'd we'd. Junior footy, then we'd head off, and I'd go to work with him,
1: Yeah.
2: and I'd carry his binoculars, and and he had a, like a tripod, a metal tripod stand as well, which he puts his binoculars on because he he calls every game with the binoculars, and he basically I, all the the gate staff at all the grounds knew me, and but still some of them were problematic, particularly at the SCG, right. the green coats my dad used to call them. Careful these, careful these green coats. He's in, he's not in a good mood. <laughs> this one anyway, so. Um, and Dad would say he's with me. Mm. He's working with me. He's carrying. Them. He's my my Brenda. He's carrying. Them. So I'd carry the binoculars, doing a job. He's with me, and then we'd go. But I loved it. So I lived in commentary boxes yeah, all over Sydney, you know. Uh, and I even went up to Lang Park as well, yeah. one year for when he called an Origin match. And look, I, I um, to me, living in the public eye was just normal. Mm. I got used to it. Yeah. Um, there were pros and cons. I. I didn't like people always coming and saying to me, Oh, you know, your dad's so famous. It must be great. You know, it's like, I didn't really like that side mm-hmm. of it so much. Um, and I didn't really like having to sometimes wait half an hour for kids it lining up through. for autographs yeah. and all that thing with that. And I just you know, sit there and, but you know, it had its perks as well. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like kids would say, Hang on, you've gotten to the footy free all, each yeah, weekend, you know? Exactly. Was, so that was a good side to it. But I didn't like the attention. Right. So I purposely sort of made a decision as a youngster. Now I'm not going to do that.
4: Mm.
2: I want to get into sport. I want to get into sports marketing. Yep. Um, my brother wanted to very much get involved in the media, but I didn't want to do it. So I went to uni and did commerce and marketing degree and sub major law. And I was I wanted to be right. in sports administration. And I was for about a decade um, held some pretty good positions marketing wise mm. with IMG and um, you know with Western Reds helped yep. set them up. London Broncos. Mm. So that was my background. But then I was in the right, maybe wrong place at wrong Wrong time time. or right place at right time. And I was given an opportunity to present television in London. Right. And it was almost like go down there and put your makeup on and do a screen test. They thought that I, because of Ray, they thought that I had TV experience or whatever. And I said, no, I haven't, but a quick learner. Give it a go. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Mm. So then I was on presenting the NRL for 10 years there you go. over there. So it happened by chance. And mm. deep within me, I always sort of felt I could probably do that. Mm. And I think I'd be all right at it, mm. but it was not, not something I ever pursued.
4: And now you are calling. Isn't it funny?
2: Yeah. So I've been you calling for, a, well, I started calling probably 2013. Yeah. Yeah.
4: And l- I love it. Yeah. I how love it. Not, how could you not? I Best love job it. job in the world, eh?
2: Well, Close I love doing you. it. No, I love, I love calling the games. Mm um you know I enjoy sitting here with you I, lo- yeah. I love doing this too, as well yeah. but there's probably a lot more career opportunity for me had I've gone down the other path
4: yeah that's a good
2: point because there's only so many football commentary positions available right. whereas there are many marketing positions available so in one way I sort of cut a lot of avenues off by turning my back on the marketing and doing this so I've had my time again yeah don't know mm. don't know there you go but anyway enjoying it not about me, but thank you for that text. And that was the that was the short answer too. There you go. That was the short answer. We better get to a break soon because we're going to give Bull a yeah. call. Um, and this one, Chris and Mad. So you're Mad, the Mad Russian. I'm Chris, obviously. Uh, when it comes to this, uh, so, uh, by the way, it's from Tom from Newington. Thanks, uh, Tom. Uh, he also says Josh Maguire is a serial eye gouger. Is that confirmed? Are we allowed to say that? He has had problems a couple of times. So it wasn't Josh Maguire Has it wasn't lo- your nice eyes. It was more that he has um, a, a thing about, a reputation for, <laughs> for eyes. Uh <laughs> on the line again. Uh, you're spot on why about uh, first visit from Papali's mum due to COVID. There you go. From Tim, oh, the Toolman. He is the font of all knowledge. He's our go-to uh, researcher. Now, uh, we've been rattling on for a little bit too long. It's getting uh, it's getting a little bit late uh, for Matty Geyer. So let's get him on the line. We'll take a break, come back and talk to Matt Geyer. Eight at Pickle on the blind, Johns on the open, then for Daly, now for Ferner, then Eddinghausen, now Wishart and Wishart Crawford, there's the Blues' try. Godden turns it on, Andrew Johns supports, his brother Matthew is there, Kempnich is beaten, he'll go in and score, Matthew Johns,
3: he gets the try for the Knights. They know how important this kick is, and that guy. Geyer has kicked it. The grand final,
2: the grand final party has come alive in Melbourne. Yes, yeah, some uh, very famous names there: John's Wishart, Garlic, and Gaia. And uh, well, we'll no doubt be uh, hearing those names in rugby league uh, for many, many years to come. It's not uncommon, is it, for children to end up following their parents when choosing a career? In fact, I often get asked if I always wanted to uh, follow my father's footsteps and be a football commentator? Well, the answer for me was a definite no. I wanted to pursue a career in sports marketing, but as chance would have it, um, well, I was out of work in London, in the right place, I guess, at the right time, and I began a journey as a sports presenter. Well, that was in 1998, the very same year Melbourne Storm came into the NRL, and the very same year Matt Geyer became one of the club's foundation players, and here we are, 20-odd years later, and Matt's own son, Cole, is about to become a contracted player with the club that he helped build. And Matty Guy is on the line. How are you, buddy?
0: Oh, I'm great, well, Thanks for the intro, mate. I, um, it's funny, I was actually listening to it, and I, um, I noticed a voice there commentating my little bit, a very <laughs> familiar sound of uh, your father's voice. It was uh, quite ironic that we're talking about fathers and sons today, and here we, here we are listening
2: to your dad. Yeah, I... I... It is, isn't it? It is, as, as the wheel turns. And um, it's a really yeah. nice story, what's happened with you. And, and for those uh, for our younger listeners, Maddie Guy, a Melbourne Storm legend, 268 games, foundation player. Um, you won the premiership uh, in, in 1999, second year into the competition. Um, and we met over in Perth, didn't we? You were part of the Western Reds crew over there. Um, so then you spent a, a decade with Melbourne Storm or more. And I think when you retired, it was probably after the, was it 2008 Grand Final?
0: Yeah, mate, I was lucky enough to get beat 40 nil in my last game. So a bit of a send-off, a <laughs> bit of a farewell. <laughs>
2: but since then, Matty, <laughs> so since then you, you relocated to the Gold Coast. Now, when you were down in Melbourne, um, you were having children like most uh, married men do and, and fathers. You became a very good father. Your little boys, I think they became ball boys, did they not, with Melbourne Storm?
0: Yeah, um, the family club, we, um, you know, we, we've we obviously, the way we'll set up, you know, we had Chris Anderson there and from the Bulldogs, we had a lot of that influence and then we had a lot of Broncos influence with our front office stuff with Johnsy and Reeves and um and, and I and, and Twera and Lozo, we were the first few with sort of, with families and then Steve Kearney came in in the second year and so as the kids were coming through, we tried to keep them involved with the club and and, and have an association there. So, um, you know, I was always... Dreaming of um, when Mark, my brother, um, was playing for Penrith, my dream was to be a Penrith ball boy. Mm. Um, it never came to fruition, and I actually knew a couple of ball boys um, around that time. I was quite jealous of them, and I found out one day that they actually got paid as well. It made me even more <laughs> jealous. But so uh, the day that um, yeah, I got to sort of let my boys and daughter as well um, run up and down the sidelines while I was playing it was quite. A... I, was, I was probably probably more chuffed than them.
2: Yeah, I mean the guy name and everyone knows Mark Guyer, he's the higher profile of the two. Then you came along and forged a wonderful career uh, and made a, na- a name for yourself. You you no longer were living in in MG's um shadow since since your time at the Storm. So you've gone back into teaching. You're a maths teacher, I, I believe. Um and I think you you taught both of your boys too, is that right?
0: Yeah, that, yeah, that's right. I I went back I I finished Rugby league, i i studied a surveying degree while i was while i was playing footy and and i did 5 years of that um with one of my best mates up here in um i went to high school with him and then it just didn't seem to be a fit for me you know i had I, um and then I made a career change at 38 I became a high school teacher and uh yeah it just worked out perfect i, I got a job at the school that we we're sending the kids to Marymount College up here on the Gold Coast and uh so i got you know i got the it was a fantastic you know, six years with my daughter and, and three or four with my my two sons and mm. got to teach them and got to coach them in their footy teams and Oz tag teams and touch teams and um, I know I might have been in their life a little bit too much, yeah. you know, thinking about it that way but, yeah. um, you know, I wouldn't have had it any other way hopefully they wouldn't have had it any other
2: way either No, I'm sure they loved it and and are all better for the experience, mate So, um Karamba and Eagles, is that where the boys came through? Is that where you began your own little coaching career too up there?
0: Yeah, yeah. As I was um, explaining off air, there I I started my um, my career as an under tens coach, and I was the worst coach in junior rugby league history. I was I just comes from the regime of uh, of NRL and and Melbourne where we were so structured, and I was trying to structure your under tens, and mm. yeah, I was terrible. And I reflected on the first awards night, and I tried to get, I was looking at giving away a most improved. Yes. And I couldn't give it to any kid. Not one kid had improved, and that was because of me. I was like, "This kid, you know, like this kid was a really good player, and he's still like just a good player. And yeah. this kid's not that great a player, and he's still not that great a player." So it was good. It was a hard lesson to learn, and I'm very reflective. And yeah, and since that, you know, I've really gone back to you know just the basics of skill and fun, and just trying to get them back the, the following year, you know. And yeah. and that's worked. You know, we've had a bit of success around the club, and and a lot of the kids have that I've coached. You know, of of going on to just you know be good young men in careers, or or, or play a bit of footy as well.
2: Mm. It's a nice story there, and it's some lessons learned too, because you are talking to a, a fellow junior rugby league coach who maybe is guilty, <laughs> maybe is guilty at times of take, <laughs> taking it a little bit, a little bit too seriously. But in terms, mate, I know
0: you, I know you very well, mate. You, I, I know you. No be stone unturned. Yes,
2: yes, yes. <laughs> um, in terms of improving players, I'll, I'll touch on that in a moment with with Craig Bellamy, because it's quite, it's quite remarkable what he has done at Melbourne Storm. We'll get to that in a minute. I want to talk about, okay, so Cole, uh, your boy, um, he signed, I think it's a development contract with the Storm. Uh, and there are a number of other, well, let's call them sons of guns. We've got uh, Tyron Wisharts there. You've got Cooper John, son of, of Maddie. Tyron, son of Rod, obviously. Bronson Garlick, son of Sean Garlick. So he signed a development contract as well. And now Cole is going to be there. So in many ways, it, it's back to where, where it all began. Did you ever think, Matty Guy, that um, possibly one day that one of your own sons would be playing for the club that you won a premiership with way back in nineteen ninety nine?
0: Um, you, 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 no. Short answer, no. Uh, long answer, yeah. You would. You would. You know, your dream. It's mm. a dream. Um, I know what I always talk about. What the club gave me, rather than what I gave the club, and. Um, you know, I I, when I left Perth, like you know, I I was a really didn't want I thought, well, Perth's folded, I didn't want to go to another AFL town, and I was like, oh, I've got to go there, no one else wants me, sort of thing. So I had to go to Melbourne, and I was like, oh, and then you go to meet the guys, and they're good fellas. But I'm scared we're in an AFL town, and I thought, oh, this won't last too long. And um, and here I am, you know, like you said, 20 years later, and and you know, I think you know, my son had a a couple of other clubs knocking on his door, just looking around and he, um, I guess his heartstrings and, but sort of led him to the storm a little bit, but he also made the best decision for his footy. And, and I think that is the best decision for footy. If you can get to the, if you can get to the club, you know, that's basically if you're the best club in the world, just about for rugby league and for a young hooker who, you know what he is, you know, he's got Brandon Smith and Harry Grant there. And obviously we're very close with, with Cam, Cam Smith. And, so his, his his education is about to just ramp right up. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's a it's a really big shift where I didn't want to go there 20 years ago. To you know, you've got people climbing over each other to try and just get that one of those 36 spots that mm-hmm. that are available down there full time. So, I'm really proud of him. You know, he's worked hard. He he loves his footy, and um, you know, you know, I don't know if it's a proud father, but I think he's a better footballer than I ever was. He's, he's pretty smart, and he's got a few things going for him.
2: Well, if you've got half your work ethic, Matty, uh, he, he'll be on, on the, very, uh, the right path. You, and, and what great tutelage he's going to get down there in terms of the other number nines at the club. But aside from that, as you say, it is a family club. And, and you were coached uh, initially by Chris Anderson. He came from Canterbury. That was the family club as well. So I guess you must feel um, um, a little bit assured and knowing that he's going back to a very good environment one that knows you very well and a lot of those people are still around there. The likes of, of Craig Bellamy, um, Frank Panisi as well. Having the guy a name, I think, can only be a good thing. He he probably um he probably fears a little bit too that hang on, people might think that I've only got there on my surname alone.
0: Yeah, I think that's a definite fear. I you know, I can um I can relate, you know, with mm. with Mark. He um And me you know too. he was a yeah, yeah. Um, you know, having that um, shadow, so you speak, and Mark had played for Australia before the time I started coming through the ranks and um, was one of the best players in the world, so uh, I could have easily, I guess with Mark and I, we've obviously you know, a, a fast outside back to a, a huge, you know, middle forward sort of thing, or back row, or, you know, it's, we, we can tell be told apart pretty easily, but still doesn't take people away from saying the only reason you get there is because of a sibling or a father, and um, and I, I, I welcome that challenge for Cole. Um, I I bring it up with him and, and you know, the only one way to make people not assume that is to prove them. You know, I um yeah. you know, you can go through and, and look at a lot of the, the father sons and, you know, like the, the Morris boys I'm sure mm. you know, when they first came through there might have been people saying that um they're only there for their father and yeah. and what they've done in the game is, you know, it's it's remarkable. You know, um I like Brett's you know, he, I, I really feel sorry for the way he's gone out of the game. I think he's probably the best winger in the last 20 years. He's amazing that he's his longevity and, um, no one, you know, a lot of people, you know, won't know this. No, no, no slippery anymore. And, no. and that's Cole's challenge, you know, is to, and I welcome it. You know, if people start talking about him as or me as his father or, you know, that that's fantastic, but he's got a lot of work to do and he's got to welcome that challenge. So, um, yeah, I don't, you know, and 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 as you said, mate, the, the familiarity, um, like I've he, he's going to be my first child moving out of home, and I'm a real I'm a real softy and sentimentalist, so I'll I'll be really sad the day he leaves my house, and um, you know, the house I'm sure will feel really empty, but if he was to go anywhere, like I, I couldn't be more assured um of where he's going, you know, I'm, um, I'm not I'm not sending him into the into the lines then at all. I know there'll be a lot of pain for him over the next two years, but. It's the kind of pain that you got to welcome because it brings results, and Absolutely. and I, I I do have family there, like um you know Steve Kearney down there. Our families are really close, yeah. um and then all those other people that you mentioned, plus more, plus many many more um that I've known for so long that will be there to to look out for him.
2: Yeah, he'll be in good hands, mate. And that's a wonderful uh, wonderful outlook you've got, and um, he will make a name for himself, Cole. And I look forward to watching his his career blossom in, in the years to come. You talk of uh, good figures around the place. Let's talk about Craig Bellamy. Uh, mate, I don't want to keep you too much longer because it's, it's getting late, but um, you've got hookers there. i <laughs> Har- got all night last. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. <laughs> you've got hookers there, Harry Grant and, and, and Brandon Smith. You've got fullbacks there, Ryan Pappenhausen and, and Nico Hines. They are a club that seems to have so much depth at the moment. People are fit. The team is firing. We'll touch on that briefly if we can. But in terms of Craig Bellamy, Matty Geyer. What is it about this man? Because, you know, they're proving this year, you know, there's no longer a Smith, a Cronk or a Slater. He has this uncanny ability of turning relatively little or unknown players into household names and superstars. How does he do it?
0: Yeah, look, I, there's a, you know, he'll be a great book to read, won't it? In in 20 or 30 years when Craig brings out all his secrets, but um, he's, he's amazing. He, I really felt when he first got in Melbourne, I really felt that he was a really good coach, but he just didn't know it yet. And he didn't seem too confident. He he, he didn't really um, welcome in outside opinion. And the players, senior player group didn't really have much say or anything like that. But once he realized he could actually do this thing, um, that's when we sort of had our run, um, 2006, you know, and onwards, he, he really showed what he had. And, um, he works like um, again. I've I've had Chris Anderson, Mark Murray aside from Perth, um, and and Craig Bellamy as my coaches. So three really good coaches and different and different coaches. But um, what I've heard from people who have been around and and definitely I can attest to it is there is no harder working coach in the like in the world. He he's thorough. He um he and his his attention to detail is second to none. Um, and then on the second on his side of is the care for his players, you know. And, and I know we we hear about that now, and that's that modern coach where, um, you know, Rob, Trent Robinson and Ricky, you know, they're they're often in the papers about their care for their players. They know their, you know, they know their families, and and that's part of it as well. And it's while it's it sounds great, it's also going to make your team run better because if you know what makes your player tick, they're going to run a little bit better. But um, yeah, I think those, those elements of Craig's. Um, of Craig's coaching, and I I must admit one thing that um, never did I play for Craig Bellamy, and I wasn't ready to play. Mm. He and I remember when I retired, I'd only played under I played not only, but I played under Craig for six years. And every game I played for him, I was I was like you know ready to run through a wall after he'd spoken to us, you know, and he'd mm. he he'd, he'd given us all their information and where we could get at them and where they you know where we'd had to defend and things like that and you felt so prepared and so motivated and then um and you didn't always get the result but you sort of knew you were in every fight. And um and he I, I remember when I retired, I thought how's he gonna how's he gonna be able to keep doing this? How's he gonna be able to keep week after week, year after year and I just didn't know if you'd have any like a longevity. I knew he was good but mm. um but again he's obviously doing it and, and for a guy who's been in the game for, for nineteen, twenty odd years now and to have a team that has lost Smith, has lost Cronk, has lost Slater, before that Inglis and and Hoffman and um, Johnson and well, it goes on on and on and on and um, and be running into the you know the games consecutive games record, like wow, you know like it's just crazy.
2: He's a good no doubt about that. Right, Buff, who um, who poses the greatest challenge to Melbourne Storm winning the title this year in your opinion?
0: Yeah, I think I think there's only three, and I think it's the three that stand out. I think I think Parramatta—they look like they they've run their race at the moment. They just they've got to find some confidence real quick. Um, I know when we won the Compi '99, everyone we lost our first semi-final, and everyone said, you know, they, well they can't win. It's up to the other five teams, and we end up winning it. So, you know, right Parramatta, off at your own peril. But history set, states that they're probably out of the race. But um, a fit Tom Trebojevic means Manly is lethal. Um, I really like. They're the, the big Polynesian boys um, on the edges. They're just, they're just really killing it. Uh, I think that, like there's an X factor there. Like The X factor, is it going to be there with with Tommy? Mm. Um, if he's not there, that they can't win it. Um, and same with Penrith. I think, is um, Cleary going to come back? If he comes back, they're a big chance. They're a really big chance. If he gets another two or three good games under his belt, Penrith are a real threat. And I think... Um, the roosters they just had too many injuries but they've had a great year like with what they've done but i think the other threat would be obviously the bunnies who are just in white hot form and um if they're allowed to play their brand of footy um which is generally melbourne's you know best asset is stopping other teams playing the footy they want to play but if south are, are allowed to play their brand of footy um they're they're just unstoppable they're, you know so i i i can't you know with those with Cleary and, and Trebojevic being doubts Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, if, I'm, I'm thinking Penrith. I think Penrith again. I think Cleary will come good. He got through the last game. He's, you know, his he, his form is is ridiculous. like you know we'd be talking about if Trabojevic wasn't lighting up the skies, mm-hmm. we'd be talking about Nathan Cleary. Um, and that's just saying how good Tommy's going. But um, best thing is, mate, they're um they're all New South Welshmen. Yes.
2: Well, Maddie. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great run to the finals. It's going to be a great finish, and it probably is only you know a, a race in four. But let's enjoy it. I'll let you get back to marking those maths exam papers, and it, it's wonderful to talk to you, Maddie. And um, we'll stay in touch and, and chat again soon. And all the best. No, I look forward all to all the best way. to the young fella too. Cole, we'll be we'll be looking out for him.
0: No, thanks a lot, mate. I appreciate that, buddy.
2: There he is, uh, Buffer, Maddie, guy, a wonderful young man. Um, And a good mate as well. And uh, fingers crossed that his young fella Cole goes gangbusters when he does play in the NRL. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Five past 11. We're here for another hour or so. So uh, we'll be your, uh, well, almost your bedtime partner, I guess. A lot of you might be in bed by now listening to us here on Higher Ground. I hope you're enjoying. Uh, That was great to chat to Matty Geyer earlier. He's a really good fella. He's a soul of the earth. Top fella. You won't meet a better bloke than the Matty guy. Um, real pleasure to to play with and and get to know him, and um, he, he certainly is is uh, is a good mate. Or haven't haven't spoken to for a while, um, but good fella, good stock, good stock. The guy is and uh, related to the yeah. uh, married into the, the Alexander family as well. It's all um, all good stuff. Mm. He um so I, I wish his young fella Cole well. Mm. Haven't seen him play, but what I mean, what better club could you go to forget the fact that you played there yourself if you had a young son playing rugby league and he was given the opportunity to go to any rugby league club you and Melbourne knocks on the door you have got mm. to say yeah open that door with a smile um even just if, the environment with with Bellamy still there and it creates he will be there for 5 years well, it creates excuse that excuse work that, that work ethic <laughs> yeah, that and my, even my if
4: the, even if they do what they've done with Nico Hines you can be churned out of that cop cl- yep two basically. years ago Nico who yeah
2: exactly right three years ago Brandon who
4: again three years ago two years ago
2: Jerome Hugh. Harry who <laughs> Jerome Hugh Hughes <laughs> very good see you need no give yourself a yeah so yeah so you've got those buttons yeah I'm over here tonight that was very good for you two years ago Jerome Hugh <laughs> here we go Perfect. But We make a valid point, right? So if your son has the opportunity to go to a club in Melbourne, say so you would like to have him, like Bronson Garlic, and I know Sean is chuffed as well, although he'll mm. lose his, his son. Not lose, but he'll move into state. Um Cole guy will move into state and Matty was saying, you know, he doesn't want that time to come where his his son moves out, but that that's part of fatherhood, isn't it? There aren't You're on play, your own.
4: There aren't many players that come out of Melbourne that don't get the absolute maximum out yeah. of themselves as footballers.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So there it is. Um, we've got um, a couple of texts. This one here is be, is quite long. Uh, Bondi Jack, thanks, buddy, for getting involved. I don't know if Bondi's still uh, with us. Uh, well, I mean, he's still alive. Yeah. He no, he's a good chance. He is, but whether he's still is uh, Chrissy and MR. So MR is for Mad Russian, those that regular listeners would know. Mm-hmm. That's you, by the way. Oh, thank over you. Over there. No worries. Um, Luke Patton from... Uh, MRC has admitted, Match Review Committee has admitted that Gatoa never contacted the head, not even a penalty, i.e. it was a a dog's try. So this is the game at the weekend that Trent Barrett was blowing up about, right? Mm. Um, There was high contact. Um, and the try was scored after the high contact, and it was a drop ball anyway. Um, I'm just going through this. The game was slaughtered. Good guy, though he is. Annersley, that's Graham Annersley, is just a floundering spin doctor with no idea what fans expect. It's called consistency. That's what fans want. Just ask Robbo about Sinbin fairness and points scored in four losses to Penrith twice with 6-1 penalties and para on Dylan Brown benefit day and the Broncos <laughs> loss with two Radley Sinbins and two gridiron passes for tries. Ditto the shameful week-in, week-out treatment dished out to Canterbury. Yet year on year, Storm and South get the rub of the green and the penalties and the six against and the MRC, which has discriminated against Jared Warrior hargreaves against Victor Radley, and also discriminated against Angus Crichton all year. Cheers. Bondi Jat. Tips next. Yeah, great to have your company. If you're still awake and if you are in bed just dozing off, well, um, well, I've been told I have that effect. But uh, anyway, <laughs> it's almost quarter past 11. We're here for another 45 minutes or so. Listen, we should rattle through our tips for round 23 and mm. some crucial games uh, coming up for various reasons. But there are still a handful of teams um, busting their Their Steedens to uh, get into the top eight. Some uh, mathematical chances and and little more. Uh, But where there's light, you just never, never know. Let's kick off then Uh, Thursday. That's tomorrow, by the way. Uh, That is in about uh, an hour, less than an hour. We're talking Thursday. So almost today, if that makes sense. Titans against Melbourne Storm. Melbourne Storm, as we know, they are gunning for the... All-time record to equal the Great Roosters team of 1975 with 19 straight victories. They're playing Gold Coast Titans at Seabus Super Stadium tomorrow night. Storm. Simple as that. Storm have won 10 of their past 11 games against the Titans. Storm for me as well. Raiders and Sea Eagles. We're not quite sure whether Tommy Trebojevic will play or not. Um, Toa Sipley returns from suspension for Manly. Chance Nickel Clockstad has been named to return via the bench for the Raiders. Seagulls. Manly for me as well. The Seagulls have won six of their past eight games against the Raiders. Panthers Rabbitohs, blockbuster on Friday. Uh, James Fisher-Harris, Tavita Pengai, Jr., both listed among the reserves after personal leave. Panthers have won five of their past six games against the Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs are on fire, as we know. They have won ten straight. Bunnies. Panthers. Mm. Okay. West Tigers and Sharks. Uh, This is, uh, look, if the Sharks lose this, they're gone for all money. If they win this, the West Tigers, uh, if the Sharks win, they're still in the hunt for the playoffs. So this match being played at Rockhampton, Saturday, the early game, 3 o'clock. Sharks. Sharks for me as well. And that uh, puts the West Tigers out of their misery Mm. and keeps the Sharks alive, their faint hopes alive. Bulldogs-Knights, okay? 5.30 game, Seabus Super Stadium. Uh, The Knights are aiming for two wins in a season against the Bulldogs for the first time in eight years. Wow. Knights. I'm sniffing a bloody upset with this oh, one, you know. Oh, well, here he goes. No. The bloodhound. Oh, oh, come on, come on. Knights. No. Okay. Knights. Eels and Cowboys. Eels should win that, coming off a huge loss to Manly. Do they bounce back? Yes. They do? Mm. Yes. Eels for me as well. Sunday, what do we got then? Two games Dragons, Roosters? Roosters. Roosters for me. Then the Broncos, Warriors. Broncos. Broncos for me. You're listening to Higher Ground. We're going to talk to the Boys from Talking Lead podcast next. You got to know when to hold up, know when to fold up, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting when the deal is done. Yeah, it's time now to talk Fantasy League, and we do that each and every week. Only three weeks of the NRL remaining, which means our friends at Talking League uh, are getting to the business end of their competitions, the Talking League podcast as well. And uh, we've got Andy Burden with us to talk through the last few weeks of the competition. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. It's the hairy end of the
3: season, but it's finally here. It feel like it's been gone a while. (laughs) a bit longer than last season, but it's coming to an end.
2: In terms, are you talking about fantasy league or are you talking about the the competition in general?
3: Oh well, fantasy's only got the three weeks left because their finals or their last game is end of season, end of um, regular season. So,
2: right. oh, how you set the, up yourself? The
3: trades are very rare. How you go? Oh, yeah, yeah, good and bad. I had to put out a few uh, the cliche terminologies, a uh, few spot fires throughout the season. So I've I've currently got no trades, but it's it's now I guess I get to sit back, pick a captain, and, and then just watch, watch all the carnage of injuries stuff me up towards the end of the season. So, so I how, think everyone's in that position as well.
2: How's it work then at the pointy end then? Who's still in contention? How many, rather, would still be in contention for, for taking it out? And is it pretty congested in, in terms of um, the leading bunch?
3: Well, there's 174,000 people. Wow. Um, I've called me the way back up to 3,600. TK's in, he's in, I think, top 100 or top 150, which is pretty good. Mm. Uh, I'd say there's, he said there's 50 points between him and top 100. So, look, if if a few people had a a couple of bad injuries and you have a couple of good scores, there's still a couple of uh, good chances. I'd say top 150, um, depending on injuries and and all these uh, pod players, a potential of difference, a player of difference. So, there's percentage of ownership, so let's just say someone like a uh, Tommy Trivoy, which is owned by 42% of people. So if he went down injured, mm. there'd be a fair few people that would be hurting.
1: Probably where you also
3: got um, a Josh Curran who has like a six percent ownership. So if he scores well, mm. he could boost you back into the top range again. So it's it's still a little bit hairy, and, and captain choice is pretty popular and um, vital towards the end of the season as well.
2: And and first prize. It, it, What's, what's up for grabs? So it,
3: the prize is to get a magic round next year. And there's a few um, uh, play spots. I think every week the high score gets like a, a KFC bonus. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so I think f- second, third and fourth might get, uh, I think they get a couple of KFC bonuses or, or tickets to the grand final or something like that. Mm. Oh. But I think the ultimate one is the magic round because, oh man, I didn't go this year last year, but mm. I would love to go in the near future.
2: Well, this year's Magic Round wasn't so magic, was it, for various reasons in terms of those bloody referees' whistles and all that, but we'll move on. Back back to fantasy then, and you talked about Tommy Turbo. Um, I'm not sure if he's playing or isn't playing. Um, I don't know, but you're right. If, if, is there anything you can do if you don't own Tommy Turbo at this point? Who else, if you do have some trades left, um, who do you go for? Uh,
3: look, I'm, I'm loving the new bloke, uh, Joshy Curran from the Warriors team. He's got the dad bod, but geez, he can play football. Uh, like I said earlier, he's only owned by, I think he's about 9% of people, and he's been putting out some great scores. So he's good to have for a bit of a player of difference. Um, he's been putting out, he put 97 points on the board last week. So that's cracker for it for the price tag he is, which is only 642K. Um, there's other players you can go for as well, a couple of more explosive players, like Latrell Mitchell, but Cody Walker, he's one to look forward to. I think Wayne Bennett's got the, the Bunnies team firing just at the right time of the season and mm. all the players is coming to coming to their stride. Um so anyone on the, pretty much anyone on the bunnies team is pretty hot. But yeah, my picks would be Josh Curran and Cody Walker if you've got the cash to spend. Mm. Uh, um Josh... if you don't have Turbo, it's
2: a bit tough. Josh Curran at the weekend, I think I read a tweet somewhere and, and someone said I, I, I'm sure there are three Josh Currans out there on the field, such was his, his impact and his, his work rate, but also Andy, I'll pick you up and say Mate, there's nothing wrong with the dad bod, okay? <laughs> no, I've got one myself during lockdown, so yeah <laughs> I'm not on that train, don't no worry. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got one and it's got nothing to do with lockdown, so anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> Captaincy Captaincy, who are we looking at for, the, for this weekend?
3: Yeah, this one is tough, especially with the, the, the shadow or the um, minutes cloud, or injury cloud of Tommy Turbo. Um, the other sort of cats and prospects, Adam Dewey. I think the Tigers, they've because the tail of the, the Tigers here has come out, I feel like they've got a bit to play for. and Adam Dewey's been the Tigers' best all year and he's been putting out some solid scores. 85 last week. Uh, A last three-game average of 72 fantasy points, which is pretty decent. Um, So I think he's won. If you don't have Adam Dewey, another one would be Nathan Cleary's back to form, Mm. come back from injury, come back with a a 74 points, which I I don't understand how he does it. He's out of this world. Uh, You you speak of Tommy Turbo coming and being the player, and then Cleary comes back and puts on a stellar performance with one shoulder. So um and then there's obvious options of paint hats as well. So and if you have any of those three, um, you can't go wrong I say. So.
2: You've you've touched on Josh Curran earlier. So for fantasy players with only, you know say a few quid left in the bank, um, and perhaps a trade, is it is there someone anyone else for for a, a, a low price price or a budget price you could bring in for the last three weeks?
3: Um, Braden Trindle was fun. He's mm-hmm. he's below uh six hundred K. since Sean Johnson's been out. He's been scoring, I think, it's average at 64 fantasy points, which is killer for his price tag. It's 575K, I think. So he's been playing really well. So um, he's a little bit cheaper. because so not many people would have high-profile plays to sub out, the and they might only have a player to sell, which is only worth about 600K. You can pick up Braden Trindle. Um, others, possibly, uh, who we got? Um, Reece Walsh. But I think most people already have Reese Walsh, but mm. um, Stefano Utoy from the Tigers. Yes, he's been playing really good up in um, up in yes. the front row. Yeah. He's knocked twelve back to lock. So he's been playing that well. So there's a couple of few players like there. Even Sean O'Sullivan for the Warriors has been hitting some good form, especially with the Warriors having three wins on the trot. So mm. I think they're really really enjoying playing for each other. So there's a there's a few there.
2: All right. Well, you're away from fantasy league and and to the uh, the real league, the NRL. You're obviously a big fan of the game, and uh, well, more than that, you're a bit, probably a league a league tragic. Now, a Parramatta supporter too. That's right. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So difficult time. <laughs> difficult time f- for you. What What are your thoughts on the situation? Um, just sitting back and looking at it, you know, like the rest of us are. Do you, do you think it's a, it's got anything to do with the coach? Do you think it's it's any, do with the captaincy or the, the playing stock or the board or what do you think the, the current problems uh, are down to?
3: I think I think certain teams have taken the lockdown life um, just living up in the coast just differently. It's affected different teams in a different way. You uh, can see the teams that have that have uh, thrived through it, like the Storm. Uh, Roosters have been really big, really bonded uh, with all the injuries they've they've had and st- still have become up in contention in the fourth spot. Um, I think Parramatta. I'm not too sure. Just a few things, maybe they were saying. I think Manly had the uh, the Des Free Day. Yes. Maybe uh, Parramatta they'd have a BA Free Day or something, just to get away from football and regather a bit of a a love for footy. Maybe it's getting drilled too much into them. But mm. yeah, it's been a, a case for them for the last couple of years. Um, really struggled towards the end of the season. But I'm not too sure what's going to change or what needs to change. But Maybe just a bit of belief, and um, yeah, maybe just take your minds off forty, start enjoying something, and maybe just have fun again. Feel like there's there's been a few ups on the te- on the side, and they don't look like they're having fun. But when you when you see Melbourne Storm winning, geez, they're smiles all around, aren't they?
2: Absolutely. So, as a, as an Eels fan, have you written them off for this season?
3: Uh, I want to say no. I want to say no. My heart's saying no, but what 's the the stat is, if you get done put fifty on you there 's no way of winning the comp mm. um i'd say if if they find some form against the cowboys this week maybe um but i I feel this is a danger game for them mm. go, If they go into this with any any sort of um track bully attitude then i don 't think they 're going to win so if, if this weekend's probably a big test if they can put a put a number on the cowboys it might get a bit of uh, confidence back in them, but it 's very hard to go against the bunnies manly roosters panthers and storm It used to be just uh, melbourne at the top there but i think the panthers with all the injury break they're coming into a bit of form now with cleary back and they've had their slump um and the manly atomic turbo what can't they do so i think it's out of those five all
2: right well uh gee if they get rolled by the uh, the cowboys this weekend god help us but with that stat about 50 yeah. po- 50 points being put on you like manly did on para well, uh, the bunnies have had fifty put on them twice this year, so you never, never, never know. Now, quickly before you go, um, this multi you've been putting on you boys, an online multi. Have you been doing that each week? And what's a sneaky preview for this week's multi? Ah, uh, yeah, we have been
3: putting a couple on. So each of us put um, put uh, one uh, one three leg multi each. Uh, mine's. Did you want to get mine up? Go for it. So, mine is uh, the Broncos-Warriors game to be under 52 points. So, they yep. the last three weeks, those two teams combined have not been over 52 points. So, yep.
1: um,
3: I think there might be a bit of defence coming to this, this game. Mm-hmm. Broncos have been playing for really good football, surprisingly, coming to the end of the season. So, I think they've finally stepped up. Uh, Jordan Rickey and his... And his massive guns are will be defending a lot these he's fixed his miss tackles.
2: Yeah, okay, so I'm
3: with um, you on that one. Sub sub fifty two, was it? Yep, yep. under fifty two point five. Anytime any time try scorer for Azaia Capaliti, Mr. IPAP, uh, my favourite power player at the moment. He's been he's been a bit, um, a bit driver tries lately. I feel like this is surely this has to be the game. Okay. Uh, the, the boys will be spreading left and I think he's going to crash over. It's just too strong.
2: Okay, oh, oh, and I don't the, la-
3: the last—that's a big, that's a juicy one. It boosts the odds to three dollars twenty-five. That one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last one is Bradman best for any time try. So they've been going with Pongo coming back. He's been going for left, and uh, I think the first trial was to Anari Tuala last week, and mm-hmm. it was cut out to Bradman best. So I think he's been scoring a fair few tries lately. So mm-hmm. I think the defenders are beyond him. Um, like a moth to a flame, so I think it might leave Bradman Best open for a for a sneaky try there on the on the left
2: side of the night. And that'd be rolled into around twenty to one, wouldn't it?
3: it, it what is it? It's uh, twelve dollars, the thirteen bucks, depending on what um what uh, betting agency you use. Okay,
2: all right. Well, it sounds good. But not not bad odds. Not bad. Not bad at all, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for that, Andy. I Appreciate that and uh, all the insight into fantasy. And uh, we'll we'll chat again soon. No worries, Chris. So yeah. Great stuff. There he is. Andy Burton from the Talking League podcast. Well, I'm just about out of here. I hope you've enjoyed the show. Thanks for tuning in to those that sent all those text messages in. Thanks also to Maddie Gaia for jumping on the line. A uh, good fella, Maddie, And I, I do wish his his young fella all the best when he, he makes his NRL debut, hopefully next year with Melbourne Storm. To the boys from Talking League podcast, as always, thank you. And uh, I'll do it again with you on Friday. We're back on Friday night for Higher Ground. And then you can join me again on Sunday for NRL Match Day. Until then, take care. Keep smiling. Bye for now.